It's a good Everybody, welcome to We'll See You in Hell. Let's let's skip the the, the, the normal preamble here. Uh, Pat and I are right in the middle of a hot take, and I wanted to hit record so we can get into it. We're sitting here enjoying, well, not enjoying screwdrivers <laughs> because I'm enjoying mine. <laughs> if you remember recently, ladies and gentlemen, we had a we had screwdrivers on the show, and there were some complaints for me that I, the all they had at the store was the five calorie OJ. Wouldn't have been an issue if it didn't taste so shitty. Yeah. Usually you get the light. You're like, eh, whatever. It's close enough. This tasted like water with orange food coloring in it. Yeah. So then Pat shows up today. I ask him to grab OJ on his way over so we can do the thing we do. Drink. Yeah. Shows up with 50 calorie OJ. And then he sips and he goes, this tastes just as bad as the other stuff. I go, well, didn't they have regular? And he goes, oh, no, they had tons of regular. Well, why the hell didn't you just buy the damn regular? And my reasoning is, if, if now you don't live with somebody, you don't know what their buying habits are. But I thought to myself, if my friend Joe purchased a five calorie and deemed it not good enough, he must be counting calories but want a little more flavor. I'll go with the 50 cal. My instincts were pure at heart. It saddens me that you don't remember when I said to you, and this was on or off air, I can't remember. I said to you, I only got this shit because it was the only kind they had. Literally, the only other brand was mango infused. And yes. I, I didn't want you to die because of your allergy. So I got the... Thank you. You don't even remember that. We were both looking out for each other. I don't remember the specifics. I remember the mango part of it. In a way. In a way. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry these screwdrivers are subpar. I got to be honest. I just tasted mine. It's not that bad. Once the ice gets to it, <laughs> it ain't bad. It's like that meat at McDonald's. You throw enough <laughs> shit on there, you, you don't even know what you're eating anymore. Did you know that the meat at Arby's originates as a paste? Oh, that's bullshit. It's not bullshit. That's bullshit. It's not bullshit. How does it originate as a paste? They send in tubes of paste, you cut it, and it like congeals into your meat that you're eating. I don't believe that. It's true. This is like when every once a year they go, you know, chicken McNuggets have pink foam in them. I think that's true. They got that pink slime. Yeah, and then you look it up. You 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 go and watch a video of them making them, and there's I don't see any pink slime. Oh, the video McDonald's puts out, they're not... Using a, a tube of pink, marked pink slime to inject the nuggets. I realize that's a little bit like Nixon being like, take my word for it. What was on the tapes you Fellas, didn't hear is fine. Come on. But my it's your boy, Tricky D. <laughs> is that a good Nixon impression? Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's a funny. That's sort a of funny Anthony thing. Hopkins-esque uh, commitment I brought to my impression of Richard Dick Nixon. Uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon. In my opinion, to this day, an absurd casting choice. Uh, Hopkins is Nixon. It's just, it just didn't, he was fine. It just, 
It's just, it was very distracting to me. He did a good job, but yeah, he didn't really suggest Nixon at all. I don't, I mean, if you go with a real Nixon, you'd be casting Dan Hedaya. That guy looks like fucking Nixon. He played Nixon in, uh... In Dick. In Dick. That's right, which is a great movie. Uh, he, uh, I love Dan Hedaya. He's dead now, right? Is I don't he believe he is. Not at all. I love Dan Hedaya. There's a guy you get on the cool kids. I would love to. He's hilarious. Yeah. What about a Rhea Perlman? You get her in there somewhere? I'd do a Rhea Perlman. We, yeah. I mean, she's in the uh, Always Sunny family. I've met her. She's great. Um, Charlie can call her up. Hey. She's very, very nice. She seems very, very nice. nice. I mean, it would be a real shock if you were like, "What? she's a real asshole, that Perlman. <laughs> I mean, you never know. In this town, baby. <laughs> Pat and I, uh, the plan for today was to record two episodes. We, we're, it's 2.30 2 p.m. We're starting this early because the other night we all made a big plan to like all go drink together today uh, for, the, for a farewell holiday thing. I mean, let's be honest. It's Sunday. It's, right. We'd be doing it whether it was holidays or not. Sure. But it was a big send-off. I'm leaving for a few weeks and blah, blah, blah. And which, by the way, guys, but before anybody freaks out, uh, bonus app will be up soon for December, and also uh, the final episode for this year will will air on Monday. I think it is the thirty first, actually. Uh, and then, what are you doing, New Year's? New Year's Eve, <laughs> right? Yep, Harry Connick Jr. Uh, and then we will not be doing episodes the first two weeks of January. We'll be back mid-January with with regular Monday apps and a bonus and all that shit. All right, folks. If you couldn't tell from that vocal performance, I am heavily drugged. <laughs> I am in excruciating neck pain. Well, that's that. what I was getting at. Oh, okay. Well, go on. It was supposed to be a big holiday day, so we started. Pat insisted we start early. He goes, "I can't, st- I can't start recording and drinking at four. It's too late. <laughs> it, we have to start early because I have to go to bed by midnight." That's true. Oh, I gotta, you know, do shit tomorrow morning early, uh, which is fair. So I said, "Okay," and he strolls in here today. My neck hurts. I can only hang out for an hour. Now, now I'm drinking early for no reason. Right. But look, it's not neck hurts is not doing doing this justice. A couple weeks ago, I was like, "Wow, I'm in extreme pain. What's happening? How do I get it to stop?" Uh, little by little, as things improved at my job, it went away. <clears throat> then things took a, a twist, and so did my neck. And like three days ago, I woke up, worst pain of my entire life. About three in the morning. Next two nights, I didn't sleep at all because there's no good way to lay on it. You can't fall asleep when you're in excruciating pain. It's miserable. Miserable. Took a muscle relaxer finally today. Chasing it with some vodka. I don't know where this day is going to go. I got to be honest. I feel like by the end of recording and a couple screwdrivers, you might be ready to fucking burn the midnight oil. Maybe I'm fine. You got a pill in you? But uh, it's, it's rough. I went and got acupuncture today. And then they did cupping, which was the best feeling ever. But instead of uh, sticking a suction cup to you, they squeeze like a suction cup to your flesh and then drag it around your back and shoulders to like loosen things up. So it's like a reverse massage where they're actually like pulling 
tension out of you. Loosey goosey. Yeah. So she does all this and then it ended and it was nice. It was relaxing. She was like, how do you feel? I said, I feel exactly as bad as when this started. Right. And she was like, yeah, it'll take a few days to open up. So I'm just taking her at her word. That's so weird. I can't believe the horseshit black magic needle ritual didn't didn't work. <laughs> well, so many people swear by it. I was yeah, out last night. A lot of night. people swear by a lot of things. Some people I think know. fruit can cure cancer. Or I mean, it's crystals or whatever else. Yeah. You know, a, a fruit-based diet over time can lead to the prevention of cancer, but I'm not here to do a commercial for the uh, the fruit lobby. Commercial? Kombucha. Uh, who am I to say? Potato, potato. Commercial kombucha. Um, I'm just pulling my phone out here for when we get to the segments. Also, we got to do shout outs today. Great. Uh, so I want to get those set up. Uh, I almost forgot. Man, it's hard. For some reason, it is hard to remember to do those shout outs every month. Slips the mind. Well, it shouldn't because these people are counting on us. I've never let them down. <laughs> no, you haven't. I'm just saying it's it's I, I always remember it like the last minute, like, oh, we still gotta do our shout outs this month. Right. They're not a part of every episode, see. Now somebody requested a Christmas on with the Joe and even suggested one for me, and I will do it now. Okay. It's a, it's a little uh, medley. Dashing through the Joe on a one horse Joe pen sleigh. Joe, bring us a figgy pudding. Joe, bring us a figgy pudding. Joe, bring us a figgy pudding and bring it out here. Chestnuts, Joe Sting <laughs> on a Joe and fire. Wow. You know, a little fun. That was a lot. A little fun. That was a lot. And it is the holiday season. I Probably when this airs, I'll be in Missouri. I hope it'll be snowing. I'll be staying at the casino hotel with my wife, perhaps doing a little gambling. <laughs> it's going to be nice. Here's and, and I'm looking at the Patreon right now. I'm yeah. Looking at the, the, the generous people that give on all three tiers. Yeah. Some guy, uh, or I assume maybe, no, no, it's Mr. Alex. Alex Lowe donated, chose a no reward donation. I didn't even know you could do that. He she chose to donate and then not accept any of the benefits. <laughs> that's, just, that's how I ex- understand. I mean, look, it's not a, not a charity. <laughs> We're happy to provide you with a service. Uh, I mean, that's that's. Thank you, thank you. That's a very selfless thing to do. Unless maybe maybe he donated so little they were like, we can't even put you on the dollar tier, quarter or something. Yeah. Uh, and you look, that's appreciated too. Yeah, of course. You pay what you can can afford. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna pretend that in the Christmas spirit, he just said, "I don't, I don't need a gift." Yeah. What do you give the man that has everything? Right. Uh, that's that's. I didn't even know that was an option to to re- to resist the uh, the uh, get the. What, it's not a gift. What's it called? A bonus. I was just looking at the fucking thing and our, our reward. That's what it is. I don't, know, uh, I don't know where you're going, Joe. It's just rambling over there. I had a wild night last night. What kind? I was at the improv. The doing kind sh- that Van Morrison and Michelle and Dege Ocello once sang about. <laughs> a wild. It was Mellencamp, by the way. John Cougar Mellencamp, but singing the uh, hook and playing the gunk 
That was Michelle and Dege yeah, Oshella. I'm saying Van Morrison wasn't there. Not in that at that time. Right. They both sang about a wild night. Yeah, it's a cover of Van Morrison, right? Yes. Um, I, Jesus Christ. I, sorry, I'm just figuring it out. I had a show at the um, uh, Improv last night. Very fun. Did my friend Thomas Dale's podcast upstairs. And uh, then I did a set downstairs. Uh, and You work a little more blue downstairs, do you? A little, little blue downstairs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Had a great time. Just a really wonderful time. Then my friend Ben Bailey showed up, an old buddy of mine from New York, host of TV's Cash Cab. Oh, nice. That was a surprise. If I'm not mistaken, the inspiration for beloved comic strip character Beetle Bailey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was based on him. All right. Uh, and we had a blast. We had a few beers at the bar. And then he was like, do you want to go to this Christmas party? Went to this Christmas party, met up with his current manager and a, and a guy I used to work with named Jonathan Branston, who's one of the best dudes in the world. Okay. Uh, Hopefully. At this party. Below me on the list, but sure. Yeah. He's, you're, you and I are closer. All right. Uh, but he's a great dude. And we were at this party. We had a, we had a great time. Hopefully Met. not as great as times that you, you and I have had, but go on. This was a little better, I got to be oh, honest, about right. the time itself. <laughs> all right. Hung all out right. with Albert Brooks's wife for a while. Okay. Told her repeatedly that I loved her husband with all my heart. Uh-huh. And then we were like, and what do you do again, Tuts? No, she loved it. She was like, he's great, isn't he? I love him. He, I love him. He's great. And I'm like, you know, he's the funniest man on earth, right? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I know. Like, she was really sweet. Nice. Um. I wonder if that's how my wife speaks about me. Got so drunk, it was eating. This is one of these big fancy houses up in the hills. Was eating shrimp cocktail over the bowl <laughs> at one point. Uh, <laughs> Just fingers into the cocktail sauce and lick, <laughs> licking your hands clean. Yeah, real like Costanza style. Um, they had karaoke. Face down in it like Beetlejuice or in the Deo scene. <laughs> Carry. <laughs> Karaoke brought the house down with my uh, cover of Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Okay. People are freaking out. And I believe you're bringing Bohemian Rhapsody to the movie corner today, are you not? Yes, I am. I'm excited to watch it. I don't have it yet. Uh, spent a little time talking to a very lovely, sexy lady. Oh. And then left the party. Hopefully not as lovely and sexy as me, but go on. <laughs> and then left the party and went home. And with fell asleep. the lady? No, no, no. Solo. Fell asleep in the Uber. Okay. Had to be woken up by the Uber driver when we got to my place. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was just 17,000 sheets to the wind. Yeah. Uh, but woke up today and, and, you know, got back at life. I by went to a party. More. Yeah. Went to a party. I, I've taken to wearing a scarf because I can pull down on my neck, which relieves some of the misery. This is why everybody in LA wears scarves. It's, it's that's why I wear dress. a scarf. I don't know about everybody else. But, <laughs> um, and look, it's it's pretty jaunty, you know. It's the holiday season. But uh, Heather and I were taking an Uber over to this party, and there's a giant tree that has uprooted the street in my neighborhood. Like it looks like an earthquake hit it. And if you have a Prius or a low car, it always scrapes the bottom, and people get pissed. The Uber driver every time, like, don't go that way. They go that way, they scrape the bottom of their car. So last night, I'm sitting there, and I just getting my head in the car nicked my head on the roof a little bit, and it set like a blind rage into my brain, like I thought I was going to lose my mind for a minute. 
It was so painful. Then we start going, and then this guy turfs out on this fucking hill bump. Jesus. Yanking my head around. I was like, I'm going to have to get out and walk to this fucking thing. Go to the party. Had a nice time. I saw some old friends. But then I got back, and with all our bitching about Ubers, I wanted to give a shout-out to a young man. I won't say his name. But you ever have an Uber driver where you didn't want him to stop talking? <laughs> this man was a goddamn delight. Now, this might have been because I had had 30, 40 drinks. But, so, uh, it's funny. Last night, you were able to have drinks with the bad neck. Yeah, I, know I didn't take a muscle relaxer. I just, I'm just worried about it because I've never taken a muscle relaxer. Oh, that's it? I don't know where I it goes. you're saying my neck hurts too bad. My neck hurts very bad. But I thought you were saying that's why you couldn't drink. No, I didn't want dr- to drink because of the muscle relaxer, and I didn't want to hang late because I'm in pain. Right. But you hung out last night is my point. Yeah, I went to this party. Yeah. But I had worked all day on a script from like 9 to 9. I had to get out of the fucking house. All right. But I mean, just saying, maybe you save a little fun for your real friends in this business. Joe, I'm going out with and you. And not just the people that paint the pockets green. That's I'm all going I'm out saying. with you. And it wouldn't hurt you to paint my pockets green once in a while. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Now, if... I may. I guess we should pop on over to Pat. Wait, was that the end of the story? I mean, I wasn't really telling the story. I was telling no, you what I did. You said last you didn't night. want him to stop talking. Oh he's, no, he was just completely delightful. Like it was the one one of the few times I've ever had an Uber driver where we were like all three of us genuinely laughing the whole way home. Okay. And it reminds you there are nice people in the world. I, I tipped him a, a ten dollar bill. I I, you know. Good Uber driver. That's, That's all great. I, Lyft, I should say. Lyft's the better company. Was it Lyft or was it Uber? It was Lyft. Okay. It was Lyft. Lyft. It was Lyft. Uh, now, over at the movie corner, Joe, why don't you start today? Because I want to hear how Bohemian Rhapsody was. I know you liked it more than most. Uh, I was excited to get it in the mail. It was the first screener I got this year where I was like, oh, cool. Every other screener, I was happy to receive it, and it and it, it was anything from a movie that I said I'll never watch this to, uh, I I I I'd watch this right. Um, but Bohemian Rhapsody was the one that I got where I was like, man, I'm excited to see this. Like I followed yeah. the story of this film since the Sasha Baron Cohen days, right? Uh, I uh, I popped it in. Uh, it, it it starts right off the bat. Right off the bat, and you're going to have to get past the fact that this man has been accused several times now of molesting children, basically. Sure. But it's a very well-shot film. Brian, Brian Singer. Singer. I'm well, we don't know how to. much of it he even did, but... Well, that's, well, yeah, it's true, too. He but, walked off set halfway. But right off the bat, the movie... He does get the sole director's credit, and right off the bat, the movie is very interestingly shot. It's, it's, it's very well done. Um... You know, somebody to love kicks in and you're, you know, you're just, you're, you, you, if you love Queen, you're immediately feeling it from the first second. Uh, when they sing Fat Bottom Girls, do they zoom in on a fat bottom of a girl? No. And what bothers yeah. me about that sequence in the movie is they put Fat Bottom Girls in on like their first tour. That, right. that album came out in like 1980. That's what I've heard. And what <laughs> it's not like I'm going to have a really hard time getting past that because ultimately people don't care. But the issue is, 
if people do really get into Queen through this movie, which a lot of young people are doing, you're learning their history all wrong, and I see no reason to not tell it the way it happened. Well, it makes no sense. It's not. It's not like. It's not like there's an event related to fat bottom girls or something. Well, I'm, it's just not er, that early I'm in not, the catalog. I'm not still talking about fat bottom girls. Uh, the history. It, some of it happens a, a little out of sequence or or a little too conveniently, where they sacrifice some of the conveniently. Cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, they sacrifice some of the cool aspects of the that story. Deserve more. Deserve more. <laughs> than just a, a cursory remark. Uh, <laughs> It's it, they sacrifice some cool stuff that actually happened, like AIDS. Well, no, that's in there. Oh, they do go to that. I thought they didn't even mention his. No, that's no, no, that's all in death there. or anything. I, I'm going to get to that because okay. that was my big. That was the, why I was apprehensive about seeing it to begin with. Um, the uh, like when they wrote another one, bites the dust. It was because the label was saying like, "You guys are done. Nobody wants to hear your bullshit anymore. It's yeah. all about funk." Right now and whatever, and they were like, basically like fuck you, and then went off and wrote another one, bites the dust, and came back and was like, here's your funk, and then it went, it was like the number one funk record of all time. Right. So like, they don't put that part in it. They just have them arguing about like where they're going to go next, and then the bass player just starts playing it, and they're like, oh, that's a nice riff. So it's my favorite song of all time, arguably. Uh, now. You got to get now, past... Do you like Weird Al's version, Another One Rides the Bus? Who doesn't? It's I've pretty... always felt the Weird Al versions were superior. Yeah, I agree. I had a theory for a while that Weird Al was actually doing the original versions of the songs. They were that much better. Sure. I think I heard Smells Like Nirvana before I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> Honestly. And that's pretty sad. Uh, that's one that's so close that you 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 probably it, you probably were like, I don't even get what the joke is. Right. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But anyway, he uh, you got to get past a few scenes, obviously. Look, there's going to be the queens. dumb... All right. I can't today with the puns. But I do appreciate the effort. Just trying to chime in. Trying to reach in here any way I can. I'm just... I'm, I, I want to tell you about this movie, though. Go on. I mean, like, honestly, because I'm surprised at my reaction to this thing. Let's hear it. It's, it's, Let's hear it. It's, you're going to have to get through a, some biopic bullshit that you hate. Right. You know, there's, of course, like the first scene is the dad being like, Freddie, you can't just be a dreamer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, all that stupid shit yeah. is in there. Um, but and isn't it true that Mike Myers is in there and says, like, nobody's going to drive around banging their heads singing Bohemian Rhapsody, mate. Yes. Yeah, that's Does it. Does he say it into camera or to another character? Uh, he actually goes, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, yeah. Sure, he does that. He breaks into the Wayne character for a bit. Sure, yeah, uh, it's 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 pretty on the nose. <laughs> no way. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I couldn't remember what the Wayne thing was. Sorry. Anyway, um, any wins? <laughs> any Wayne Shepherd? How about this movie, Damon Wayne's World? Damon Wayne's World. <laughs> Is it Damon and and Wayne together? No, it's Damon Wayne's. Oh, and, and then his like a world. Sean Wayne's or, you know. Or... I mean, that just sounds very generic to me. They're just there. I mean, you're having all the pun fun today. I'm just trying all to right. jump on with something. No, Damon Wayne's world. All right, we'll work on it. Sounds like a mad TV sketch. Ready to go, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, anyway. Any Wayne's? 
I found the movie to be, uh, I, I loved the portrayal of Freddie Mercury. I am a little confused as to what all the controversy was. It certainly does explore his homosexuality and it explores. What? Huh? What? Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Yeah, he was gay. What? <laughs> but but you heard about all the criticism of the film where they were like, it it, it glazes over it. And I was yeah. Like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't glaze over it at all. It tells f everything I've ever read about the guy. It tells the story that I've always heard about him. And it deals with his homosexuality in the way that a guy in the 70s who was brought up by fiercely religious Middle Eastern parents. Right. Or Arab parents, rather would deal with it it was not an easy thing for him to 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 accept are these people mad that there weren't like dallas buyers club butt fucking scenes or like i there assume it's like, just like doors closing right probably there's like scenes where he kisses dudes and stuff and it's right. not you know and then there are the scenes where like early on where he's like sort of sneaking off somewhere yeah um, it to me it just came across like this is how this guy came to terms with it and by the end of the movie spoiler alert he has fully accepted himself his parents have accepted him and it ends with the live aid thing which I thought was going to be a dumb place to end it but instead it's this wonderful triumphant moment of the spirit and the guy it's awesome it's I was crying my fucking eyes out I I, I love the guy more than I ever did uh, mm -hmm. It was it was an uplifting film. It makes you want to go out and live your fucking life. The music's amazing. And my favorite scene is when he says, like, when he gets diagnosed, and he tells the band, and he's like, I don't have time to be their poster boy or their cautionary tale. I'm doing what I was put here to do. I'm going to be an entertainer. Like, he's just like, fuck you, disease. Fuck right. all this. I'm not letting it stop me. He's like, I don't want, he says to the band, I don't want your sympathy. Like, let's fucking do this. And they do it, and it's awesome. All right. And I was crying my fucking eyes out. And then the movie ends with a credit. Well, during the credits, they show an, the actual video of actual Queen playing yeah. Don't Stop Me Now, which is my favorite uh, Queen song Don't next to another one, Bites now. the Dust. And, uh, Don't and, stop me now. And uh, I just love the oh, movie, man. I fucking loved it. I, all I, right. You know, and I, it, all of it made sense when I saw it. And I was... I, w I was an unseeing critic for a while of the film because I was like, I don't get why it doesn't cover this. I don't get why they stop it 10 years before he dies. I don't get... Right. And when I saw it, it all made sense. And it, it was just an awesome movie. Did they go into Flash Gordon? No. Oh. So they did skip some pretty important things. <laughs> yeah, they also don't cover when they did the Highlander soundtrack. <laughs> Fair enough. Joe, I saw another big holiday release... Borrowed from you, as a matter of fact. Mary Poppins Returns. Now, wh how many similarities to Batman Returns are in this film? <laughs> uh, well, they were both disappointing. Oh, Batman Returns? <laughs> Shit, no, I was thinking Batman Begins. Um, I can't believe that you think Batman Begins is the disappointing of those two Batman films. I love Batman Returns, and I did not love Batman Begins. That's that's my that's what I'm saying to you. Heish. This Thursday, I have tickets to see Batman Returns and Gremlins at the Egyptian Theater. I might go if any of you hellions want to uh, catch me over there. 
Catch me outside. Wasn't that a, a big meme? Catch me outside. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. It was like a girl on Doctor Phil, and she was like, "Catch me outside." Like meaning, like I'll fight you. I'll fight you, Doctor yeah. Phil. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Me too. Uh, anyway, Mary Poppins returns. Synopsis of my first viewing of it. Oh, Almond Mary Odingawind. This is uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. Pedaling my bike around the streets of London town. And then I fell asleep. <laughs> Two lines of this Lynn Manuel Miranda. So the next night I fire it up. All right, Pat. You got a little sleep in you. Let's sit down and enjoy this. Another couple bars of Lynn Manuel. <laughs> worst British accent I've ever heard in my entire life. Perhaps worse than the original Dick Van Dyke's bad accent. But at least Dick Van Dyke had some fucking charm. <laughs> Lynn Manuel Miranda stinks up the joint in this movie, something awful can't sing he is not a good actor and he can't do the accent he's not funny he's not charming now here's what's good about it emily blunt is awesome as mary poppins she does a very good job she's just doing an impression of julie andrews but she does a good job i happen to love the original mary poppins i've never seen it i never will see it i think you'd probably love it too it's all it's undeniable it's a great movie don't give a rat's ass about it. <laughs> it's a great movie. And I enjoyed Saving Mr. Banks about the, about the making of uh, Mary Poppins. But, folks, I can't stress this enough. Don't go see Mary Poppins Returns. <laughs> it is terrible. When they go, at some point, and this was a scene that could have been edited in five minutes, they go to visit Meryl Streep, who's like playing like crazy Aunt Dorinda. And then she does this whole song like, I'm crazy Aunt Dorinda. <laughs> And dances around for five, six minutes, Meryl Streep, like with pink hair. And the movie was trash. Here's why trash. I never wanted to... I've seen it get great reviews, too. Mary Poppins Returns is trash. Here's why I never wanted to see the movie. It always looked to me like a Harry Potter movie if you took out all the cool Harry Potter shit. And no. it was just about regular people in a, in a in, at Hogwarts or no. something. I, it, it does not Poppins look entertaining. Like, it's in that nice sweet spot of like bed knobs and broomsticks and all those kind of movies that they take me back to a simpler time. I used to love they got good songs in them. Broomsticks. I could sing you any song from Mary Poppins right now. Name one. Uh, my pussy aches <laughs> since yesterday's my pussy aches meal. deep down inside. Me, you got to say me pussy. <laughs> me, <laughs> me pussy aches. Uh, that's almost the melody of Gilligan's Island you were just doing there. Yeah. Uh, it's got that great song. Feed the birds. Tuppence a bag. Now, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is in this movie, that's or is that, that its camp. own movie? Chitty Chitty's his own thing. Okay, but that's also that's how I felt dick. driving over to this uh, Christmas party last night, bouncing around like my boy Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That's how uh, a, a previous girlfriend of mine would refer to anal. We'd, we'd call it Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that not as good as uh, uh, Queen Venient or whatever the fuck you said 10 minutes ago? I'm just trying to keep this clean. I don't think we need the explicit rating on here. Well, you you were the one that sang my pussy aches. I wasn't me. I was given the lyric. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's not good. 
uh, and I don't recommend it. The song I couldn't I couldn't hum you one song from Mary Poppins Returns. I could sing you all twenty songs from Mary Poppins. It okay. says a lot. The animation sucked. It all just sucked. I've seen people calling it the best movie of the year. Uh, I Pat, I watched Bah Humduck, oh my a Looney God. Tunes. Oh my God. Christmas Carol. Uh, oh, I would I would bet it's pretty good. I really it, like Mickey Mickey's Christmas Carol. It didn't carry. It, you might be surprised to hear it didn't hold the same weightiness that the actual Christmas Carol depictions right. do. Uh, Donald Duck, as you might have imagined, or Daffy Duck, excuse me, as you might have imagined, is Scrooge. <laughs> sure. He's running a a toy company or something. Uh, Can you do the Daffy Duck or Donald Duck? Never been able to. No, I can't do either. <laughs> That's Donald. Daffy's like the lisp, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Not um, suffering succotash. That's, uh, uh, I, I, like, I prefer Looney Tunes to Disney except in their versions of Christmas Carol. I think all Looney Tunes movies suck. Actually, Quackbusters was pretty good. The Donald, the Daffy Duck horror one. I've seen Quackbusters. But their movies usually aren't good. They're better at the shorts, whereas Disney, to me, is the opposite. But, um... Porky Pig was was Bob Cratchit. Sure. Uh, instead of Tiny Tim being a dying child, it was just a girl, the little girl that wanted a doll that her that Porky couldn't afford. Okay. They, they lightened it up a lot, uh, but they did commit to the ghost part, which I was shocked. Sylvester was the was the Bob Marley ghost. Sylvester's a, just a or boring Jacob character. Marley. Boring character. Uh, and death, the death ghost was uh, Tweety Bird was Christmas future, right character, or Christmas past, right, which was perfect. Christmas present was um, I can't remember. Christmas future was Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, it was well cast. As far as your Looney Tunes Christmas Carol goes, <laughs> it was a well cast. They, they considered the choices. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but after that, it, and it was also newish, you know. So it's not like it's Mel Blanc doing the voices. Oh no, I wouldn't have watched that. You know, and you can always tell Dad Bugs is in it a little bit, not too much. So it's probably surprisingly Bugs Light for a Looney Tunes film. I could go for a nice cold Bugs Light right now, folks. Oh boy, uh, I watched. Paddington 2. Ugh. Yeah. Why? Because it's the end of the year and certain movies keep popping up on every 10 best list and you're like, maybe they're good. Paddington 2 was pretty awesome. If you like that like Wes Anderson kind of fake world, like that Grand Buda Budapest Hotel vibe, that's what this is, except it's got a couple of animatronic bears in it. It was very cute. It was funny. Had a sweet story, didn't overstay its welcome. Hugh Grant was very funny as the villain, and it really does create like a very cool visual world that I enjoyed spending time in. Again, Paddington, Padding, Paddington always struck me as a Wes Anderson film without any of the incest or inappropriate sex scenes between children. Right. Uh, why am I there? <laughs> what am I here for? I hope that's the clip that they pull out of the show. <laughs> In your trial. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, my final will be another Christmas tale. Uh, A very special Christmas. Red Christmas. Okay. 
It's a movie about a woman getting her period uh, during a shopping spree at Macy's. Folks. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Red Christmas. It's that time of the month for the Christmas sale and for Mommy's Little Visitor. What is uh, going on? I don't know. I'm just being dirty and gross. Oh. Red Christmas is a terrible, terrible, terrible horror movie starring Dee Wallace of many horror movie fame. Many Can I tell you? Many horror movie film fame. I cast Dee Wallace this week in The Cool Kids. Really? But she has to go because we're shooting it like Christmas Day, basically. She had to drop out. But... I love Dee Wallace. She had an awesome audition, and we want to cast her in the future. I love Dee Wallace. She still has to audition. She was in E.T., for Christ's sakes. I know. Who do you got to bang in this fucking business? I know. My God almighty. You should see the actors that come in and read for one-line parts. You're like, wait a minute. This guy's been in every sitcom I've ever seen. Oh, God. It's dark out there. It's a sick business. Anyway, Dee Wallace is in this film. She's about the only redeeming quality in it, aside from the... Uh, she has a son who, who has Down syndrome, and the actor playing him actually does have Down syndrome, and he's very good in it as well. He's very funny okay. and uh, and endearing. Um, but aside from those two, this is an unwatchable mess of a film. It's it's billed as a comedy. Uh, it's not a comedy in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it's not scary in any way, shape, or form. It is... Its message is confusing. It's about a woman who got an abortion 20 years ago, but the abortion didn't take, and the kid okay. lived. And then it's about the the you know mutilated child who's now 20 or 21 years old coming back on Christmas Day to 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 confront the mother. Okay. Uh, so here's why the message gets mixed up. You're like, oh wait, so so is this some sort of pro-life cautionary tale? Right. Because she's hiding the abortion from people or whatever. But then when the kid shows up and mentions it, she doesn't believe him. And she starts screaming, that's some pro-life freak trying to ruin. And I'm like, okay, so this lady isn't pro-life. So why was she hiding that she had an abortion? Who cares? Right. Then you, she turns. One of the six people in the house is a priest. It makes no fucking sense. And it's not like there's some debate between the two about the morality or whatever of it. He's just there's just a priest character who doesn't say anything on the subject at all. I'm very confused by what this movie was 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 trying to say. Yeah, it for some reason takes place in Australia. Uh, so but but then Dee Wallace is the star and she doesn't have an Australian accent, but all of her kids do. And then a guy that I guess she's dating now because the dad's dead has a Southern American accent. Okay. None of this thing makes sense. The, the aborted kid shows up dressed like literally like death in a black cloak with bandages all around his face so you can't see his face. They invite him into the house. You tell me a guy like that shows up on your doorstep, Christmas or not. You're not saying come inside right now. Right. They invite him into the house and then he's he doesn't know what presents are. He somehow has figured out how to track down the woman that aborted him 21 years ago. He's yeah. got the insight on how to do that, but he's never heard the word, literally never heard the word presence before in his life. He doesn't know what it is. Um, he, uh, he, uh, and then it's this like terrible elephant man ripoff, like the voice the guy does where he's like, he's like, I've never heard a present before. <laughs> so he's got an English accent. This fucking thing makes no sense. 
<laughs> it's a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. It's right. essentially 90 minutes for you, of you waiting for them to show the guy's face. <laughs> they show it. The makeup is terrible. It looks ridiculous. It looks like he's wearing like a fucking Halloween adventure mask. <laughs> It's a real piece of shit. <laughs> you really made me want to see this thing. Uh, it's and it's got like decent reviews. Yeah, when like did it come I out? think Bloody Dis like a year ago. Like Bloody oh, Disgusting okay. was like it was a recent movie. Yeah, Bloody Disgusting I think was like it's a fun little holiday thriller. It's like what are you talking about? <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Poor D Wallace, man. Poor D Wallace. Wasn't she in the Howling also? She was in the Howling. Yeah. This is this is one of our great scream queens, and she's you know she's being reduced to this. I watched, I rewatched because you and I heard that song. We went out to a bar a couple weeks ago from European Vacation. Oh yeah, remember like the hole bole, It's like in a foreign language, whatever. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know the language, so I can't sing. They it. also use it in Jackass. Yeah, um, and it reminded me that whilst I've seen Christmas Vacation easily 50 times and the original vacation easily 30 times and vegas vacation 10 probably i really never revisit european uh, you're a, you're a mystery man to me you've revisited vegas over <laughs> european i mean vegas came out when i was like prime age i was like 14 and very into the franchise i liked it i didn't love it but european i just never got into I rewatched it, and I wasn't into it again. Oh, come on. It's not great. There's very few big laughs in it. There's this weird running gag where everyone's trying to molest his 13-year-old daughter. <laughs> like it, you, you see grown men it like is, groping her at various points. It is an odd runner in the film. And I, then, I looked up that girl, and I'm like, whatever happened to her? Dead. Yeah, that's sad, isn't it? I mean, I, I just... I was finding it hard to laugh. And there's that scene where Williams Vodka like almost fucks her on like the picnic table. Right. Like during the family cookout. Right. I do like the pig in the poke sequence. Uh, I, 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 I like it. I like all the Rusty stuff. I like that Rusty's like playing this horny little kid. This was the first time I think I'd seen it with all the nudity. It had a tremendous amount of nudity and it was only PG-13. Lots of tits in that movie. Crazy. Uh... I, I, I like it. I think Christmas is better. I think the first one is better. Yes. It is yes. The, 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 the weakest link of that trilogy because I don't even recognize, I refuse to even recognize Vegas. Once they took National Lampoons off the top of it, right. I was like, this isn't, we're not in the series anymore. Well, you know, Vegas Vacation is a whole lot better than the next one, which I saw called Uncle Eddie's Hawaiian Vacation. No, it was, I know which one you're talking about. It's called Christmas Vacation Part 2. Yes. Uh, Eddie takes the family to Bermuda or something. Absolute horseshit. Wh it makes Vegas Vacation. That's why I like Vegas Vacation as much as I do is because I've seen what came after. I think that should be the thing you 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 know when when Randy Quaid dials on the internet being like, "You think I'm crazy? You should yeah. just you should just show him the cover of that movie." Right. Like, yeah, you're crazy. Look at look at this. Look yeah. what you made. Yeah. You were in a, the, the you were in a, the the last detail for Christ's sakes. Right. What it's, this is business is terrible. <laughs> Look what it's done to Randy Quaid and D. Wallace. D. Wallace is fine. She just had, was in a movie you didn't care for. She's not out taking pictures of her asshole in the Nevada desert. Is that Randy Quaid? 
Yeah, the man's lost his mind. <clears throat> I don't know. He posts like sex tapes with his wife. <laughs> what? No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. I haven't seen that. I've seen the his but band. Don't, don't seek it out. The Star Killers or whatever. Yeah. Where he like sings about how they're like, you know, like how they come after, like it's all a conspiracy to ruin celebrities and stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. That's a shame. Old Randy Quaid. Yeah. Randy Q. Uh, one of the funniest men that ever lived. That I can't give you, but I, I have well, gotten a lot of laughs from him through the years. As an actor, I mean. I mean, there's few people that are as funny as him in, uh, in Christmas Vacation. Kingpin, too, you know. Oh, Christ, yeah. Very underrated performance. He also was great in a movie called Quick Change with Bill Murray that I really love and Gina Davis. Very good movie. Um, I was almost watched The Man Who Knew Too Little the other night, the Bill Murray movie, but I remember it sucking. Oh, I remember kind of enjoying it. I feel like that's the last time he was straight up Bill Murray. Yeah. Like, after that came, like, Lost in Translation, and right. that was it. He, he, was, he was down that road. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, like it's look, it's we're about forty-five in. We should probably get to the movie, right? Let's do it. You got any screaming ends, news psychos? I do have a quick one. I'll, I'll drop real fast before the new year hits. Uh, uh, very exciting news for Star Wars fans, I would think. I know I'm excited, but word on the street is George Lucas has been called in to assist with Episode Nine, particularly. A certain, uh, what? Did I say that wrong? No, I'm just enjoying the buildup here. Uh, a certain storyline revolving around a specific classic character. So I think the, the speculation is That's obvious. That's right. One of the Ewoks. <laughs> the speculation, obviously, is after the controversy or, or not controversy, but debate about The Last Jedi and the Luke Skywalker portrayal that they uh, are bringing Lucas in to make sure that they close out the Skywalker story properly. Okay. And they give it a bang. Um, uh, Kevin Smith was on set for two weeks uh, just watching and hanging out, but he has been very public about like, look, I can't give details, obviously, but I wept. It is amazing, like, J.J. is doing God's work. This is the movie you want. And that's what he said about Force Awakens, and he was right about Force Awakens, and I don't doubt that he's right about this. Uh, I do like The Last Jedi, but I do think this is the ninth installment of the Skywalker saga. saga. This is it. I want them to end it with a big Star Wars bang. I don't want them going off the tracks and trying new shit now this is because this is this is all we get with this is it so right. i want them to do it right and i want them to bring us back to ch to childhood uh with it and i think they're going to and i'm i've been saying from the beginning i'm pretty sure that's why they had jj in there again because he's good at that sort of thing and i am thrilled that lucas is somehow putting his stamp on this new trilogy somewhere uh because i think that that's not only appropriate, but but right. And it's what should happen. He created these characters. Let him be part of the final phase. So uh, that's exciting news. I'm excited. You know, Joe, so am I. <laughs> there's, there's an electricity in the air. 
after you talk about Star Wars? Uh... I think you're being a smart ass. No, I'm excited to see the picture. I've enjoyed all of these. I, I like, except, you know, except those prequels. But I, I've, I've always found them to be entertaining. But I don't have the obsession. I have the obsession. But right. I'm also not a psycho. You know, I didn't think that Last Jedi ruined my fucking life. Right. I was a little upset about it. And then I watched it a few more times. And I like it. It's not perfect, but I like it. Uh, so... I, I can't wait to see what they do with this new one. There's there's all kinds of crazy rumors swirling around that like they're they're gonna bring Vader back into it somehow and Darth Garth Vader actually Garth Vader. yeah yeah it's another Wayne's World crossover. <laughs> Was that done ever? They must have done that somewhere. They right? probably did Garth Vader. Yeah. Uh, anyway, our movie for today. And I better use the uh, lightsaber as a boner. Go ahead. As a boner. Yeah. Or, yeah, when he, or at least unsheathed it and went swing. Right, right, right. That's all I wanted to say. Go ahead. Our movie for today, folks, on this, as we, as we, was, as we barrel toward 2019. Can't come soon enough. Reanimator, which is appropriate reanimation a new life a yeah. change resolutions it's the new year people. so this excuse me joe this is the new year did and you and i don't feel any different you know what one Very we missed depressing song death cab for cutie you know yes, what we joe. missed we missed joe this is christmas no i've done that one before you did yeah okay pretty sure the what judgiest a- christmas carol of all of all time yeah by the by the least involved asshole who's ever lived. Uh, don't Joe, get me started on, on John Lennon. Uh, on, I, I am not a fan. All right. Come on. Um, Pat, I'm going to set us up with some new drinky poos. Why don't you set the audience up with what the basic plot of Reanimator is? The basic plot, I watched it a while ago, but uh, the basic plot is a young med student is really into experiments of the brain. And he falls in with a kooky doctor who also enjoys such experiments. Next thing you know, they're bringing bodies back to life. It's a classic sort of uh, zombie tale done, you know, as, as outrageous as it gets, done in like a fairly straightforward, realistic style, even as it gets crazier and crazier. That's what I like about it. It's got a very deadpan vibe, almost like an Evil Dead type vibe where people deal with the horror in very straightforward manner. I like it. There's a very memorable scene where a man picks up a severed head and is going to go down on a woman with the head, and the head at one point starts going down on the woman. And that's the kind of scene you just don't get enough of in my opinion i would recommend if you've never seen it to watch it with the joe bob briggs commentary again we are not being sponsored by shutter but i had so much fun watching all these great movies um some of them i'd never seen with joe bob he had all kinds of great reanimator facts but it was done so cheap Stuart gordon is a guy who makes awesome low budget shit almost every time I recommend this uh, crime thriller called King of the Ants that he did. That was awesome. 
Um, Stuart Gordon's great. Does a does great director. Mostly H.P. Lovecraft adaptations. Yes. Uh, but you know, did uh, and that's what this is as well. Yeah, Reanimator. Uh, great performances all around. Jeffrey Coombs, of course. Uh, I have not seen the sequels to Reanimator. Have you, Bride? I own the trilogy. Okay. I I'm a big fan of the entire trilogy. I think the weakest is the third one. Because I, I think that's the one that doesn't involve Stuart Gordon, and, and or at least he's not directing it. And his absence is, in my opinion, noticeable. But Combs is still in there. It's a different storyline. He's in prison, and he is called upon by like the warden or whatever to start becoming involved in these medical procedures. Um, so I miss that it doesn't have the characters from the first two films in it, but... The second one, Bride of Reanimator, is awesome. Okay. Really awesome. Even fucking crazier than the first movie. Uh, my favorite element of the second movie is the, the severed head. They reanimate bat wings and, and attach them to the head, and that head flies throughout the movie, okay. which is a lot of fun. Uh, it's a pretty crazy film, um, but I, I, I really like it. I really love that Reanimator one. Um, it's... Um, you know, it's a classic. It's a it's it's that classic, and it was a. Interestingly enough, I believe. It was made by. Uh, what's the company? Um, son of a bitch! The Puppet Master Company, that makes like all the schlocky horror movies. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. No, you know we've talked about it, and I said I called you once. And I go, they're having a sale, and you're like, Arrow, no, not Arrow, no. Kino, I don't know. What the hell is the name of the company? This is going to drive me fucking crazy. <laughs> that, that we've we've talked. I've full like, moon. Yes, I think Reanimator's a full moon. Is it not? Uh, probably. Yes, I think it is. I got the special Arrow Blu-ray, which does really just as good a work as Criterion. Yeah, they're great. Uh, I haven't even cracked it open yet, but it seems like it's got great stuff, documentaries, etc. So you got the special edition. I wanted that so bad, and then it sold out. It's like twenty bucks. Uh, well, there was a there was a first. There were two editions of it. Oh. The the initial one was like forty, but it okay. had like, it had like a fucking recut of the movie or something on it. It had something Th on it. This where has three cuts of it. I mean, it's got everything you could want. I would think. Why don't you give me that, and I'll just give you my DVD. <laughs> I think I deserve it. Uh, for doing what? I think I just, as a fan, deserve it more than oh. you do. All right. But that's just my opinion. But I just said I'm a fan. I just said I loved it. <laughs> so. All right. Fair enough. It's a great movie. It's just, um, it's an extremely creative movie. They do a lot with a very limited budget. And it looks awesome. The effects are awesome. There's great. good scares in it. It's funny. It's a, it's a great movie. Uh, Big Daddy Kane. One of the great rappers of all time uh, samples the film on his second album. It starts with the sample of the guy going, "Is Mr. Kane loose in this hospital?" Which uh, I didn't know that's what it was from. I got that album when I was a kid, and then when I finally saw Reanimator uh, five or six years ago, I was like, "Holy shit, that's the Big Daddy Kane sample!" Right. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and I do remember one of the, the the third, second or third time I ever watched this film, I watched it with Pete Holmes. Okay. Because he had never seen it, and he expressed some interest. So I put it on, and during the oral 
literally giving the girl some head scene. Yeah. Uh, he was exclaiming, oh, no, from the couch. It really, he found it mortifying. Yeah. Um, but that scene is insane. It is insane. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. And I love that, like, the head can still control its body. Right. But the body's all, like, clumsy. Right. Because the head's not attached to it. Um, interesting film fact, too. Stuart Gordon was originally approached to do a vampire film. And he said, there are too many vampire films coming out. I want to do a Frankenstein film. And he landed on an adaptation of uh, Herbert West Reanimator, which is the old H.P. Lovecraft story. So that's how that all started. Recommend it. My, my hog is fully erect. <laughs> Two hogs way up. Two hogs way up. For Reanimator. Yeah. Folks. That's our show, and that's 2018. Uh, this is like the New Year's Eve drop? Something like that. Or like, it's like the 30th or 31st. It's right there. Folks, I hope I you had... it's the 31st, though. That sounds right. I think. Uh, if our first one's Christmas Eve, yeah. Um, Have a great holiday. Whatever you celebrate, celebrate it well. Enjoy your time with your family. They won't be here forever, you know? Put aside your differences this year, if you can. Unfortunately, this comes out basically after the holiday so if you've already squandered it we don't know what to tell you try to piece it back together <laughs> make it your new year's resolution uh have a have a good 2019 it's got to be better than 2018 we will be back the third week of january as i said there will still be at least you know however many mondays are left at that point they will you'll get a new episode each one of those mondays and a bonus ep uh and the bonus ep for december should be out by now uh should are doing shout outs here or on the patreon uh no here 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 because if, if you only pay for shout outs you you don't have enough to hear them then all right i don't because it's I only the, the attitude I no i don't i didn't i honestly didn't mean it with an attitude well did I it sound attitude i'm i'm very aware of that venom in your voice joe venom speaking of stinkers did you see that no i didn't say it i hear Me it either. yeah all right here we go with uh your shout outs. Oh, quick plugs. Um, I'm at Gotham Comedy Club this coming weekend headlining uh, in New York City. If you're around, come on out. Uh, I'm also headlining the rec room in Orange County in California for everybody that's always saying, when are you doing a, a California headlining show near L.A.? There it is. Uh, that's it's one show only January 19th. Uh, at the rec room, uh, and uh, that's and then oh my my fiction stories are officially out in um, Penthouse. The first one came out or comes out in J in January this week or whatever sometime. Uh, so check that out. And Joe DeRosa comedy on Instagram. Pat, anything for you before we? Sure, the Patrick Walsh Twitter and Instagram, and the Cool Kids returns. With an extremely funny funeral episode, guest starring Jack Hay Harry, NBA great Rick Fox, and the warden from Shawshank Redemption, Mr. Bob Gunton, together at last. Cute. Uh, that airs January 4th. My birthday is January 5th, and I expect gifts. <laughs> Here we go with shout-outs. Anthony V. Manito, a.k.a. Party McFly, Philip Rashad, Marcus McGahey, Eric Martinez, Peeve, Jared Paquin, Christopher, Mus Christopher Musial, Daniel Pascal, 
Joe, I'm not racist. I was just tired and nervous. Nicole, Will Knowlton, Dave, Cre- Dave Kransky, Matt Reeves, Matt Reese. Wow, I'm really fucking these up today. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sloppy. Jonathan Sprouls, Chris Simmons, Brian Scatter, Scat, Schachter, Brian Schachter, Taylor, Lindy West. Can't be the real Lindy West. Thomas Koza, Dustin Collins, Kevin Switzkowitz. Not medium rare. <laughs> Benedict Beck, Dan Hapanowitz, Tom Holt, Jose Arquimedes Ibarra, Justin Tyler, Edmund Agabo, Omar, Alec Ma- Monaghan, Alec Monaghan, Marku Hyenian. Guys, are you fucking with me? <laughs> these these, these names, names, Joe, are getting say their very complicated. How, how would you say that? I'm not making fun of it. Marku. And then H-Y-N-N-I-N-E-N. Once more. H-Y-N-N-I-N-E-N. Hinnanen. Hinnanen? It's a lot of N's. That's a tough one. It's tough. Nobody said it's not going to be tough. Baby Bop and Barney and Baby Bop's Blanky. Chris Marsh, Brooke Adams, David Crumholtz. Nice. Watch the deuce. Yeah. Alexander Monterubio, Matt Chairs, John and BK, Martin, Nicholas McCausland, Zach Baldwin, Derek, Dan Jarchow, RPH, Christopher Reynolds, Caleb Sorensen, Patrick Baxter, Julie Bailey, Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. <laughs> is that from Willy Wonka? It is. Michael Whitset, Anna, Sam Elliott, <laughs> Brett Irway, Professor Papsmeer. Funny. <laughs> That's very good. Patrick Wathan, Truth Crab. <laughs> also funny. What is that? I don't know. Made me it's, laugh. Oh, it's just, okay. I have to explain. I thought it was a reference here. to something. I'm not, I'm not challenging you. Dave DeWitt. Zach Henderson, Sandy Bug, Cole Rothacre, Waffles, Stephen Kalpa, a stupid bloated booze bag, a.k.a. Sam Mitchell, Andrew Telekin, or Teleshun, Kelly Amoroso, Beth Gaston, Sharifa, David Dennehy, Devlo, Trevor Gage, Joshua Christensen, K.P. Flynn, Elva E. Enriquez, Matt Wheeler, Leslie Coffin, Welfare Dentist, Jackson C. Lohmeyer, Ash Ogden, Rain, Purple Peacock, Sterling Abrigo, Christopher Sabella, Steve Murdoch, Drew Tiberius Pull, Monica Not From Friends, Tyler LaPointe, Steve Smith, Lupe Pita Pacheo, Tansi Zanjic, Matt Robin, Will Foley, Kevin Rigatti, yeah, Rigatti, Joseph, Christian Reynolds, Josh Smallridge, Kurt Zeigler, Brittany Ferguson, Sean Florin, Danny Rudd, Natalie Hartline, Leo Lopez. Turn on your hotline. <laughs> Emily Rook, not Rock, Scott Thu, Nick Mascara, 
Dave Del Greco, Kurt Zeigler, Curry Paget. Did I start repeating myself? I don't know, man. That's weird. I just had a weird like deja vu thing. Uh, where did I leave off? Kurt Zeigler, Chloe Paget, Scott Burchett, Dennis Ormston, Travis Hines, John Weisengruber, Matthew McGuire, Angela Porcaro, James O'Brien, Matthew Moon, Jay Fisher, Sean Lyle, John Hollywood, Jake McAlvane, Meredith McWilliams, Gregory Hassel, <clears throat> Jesse Janicki, Mike Greenwood, Brianna Alkire, Matt, supportive guy, oops, I said that last one wrong, Anthony Rodriguez, Chris Passmore, Casey Jones, Sinji, Robert Haynes, Natalie Hatley, Will Pittman, Kevin McNanny, Kevin Driscoll, Jen Wessels, Joe Hoffman, Scott Sweeney, Jay Miller, Clayton Stamper, Amanda Lancaster, Michael Ballas, Ethan Garnage, oh no, I'm sorry, Ethan Gamage, James Girolamo, Derek Adams, Sean Hall, Adam Lounsbury, Brett Frangella, Vincent Franks, Joseph Reguza, or Regoza, Steve Burton, Anna DiMario, Bo, Aaron Roberts, Scott John, Ben Meddy, <clears throat> Kevin Eason, fucking Rich Tillman, Sarah Catherine, Paul Murchie, Scott Sweezy, Kara Conini, Joshua Taz Bozeman, Taj Bozeman, Chuck Andrews, Tom Laverick, Tucker Rauch, John Smith, Andrew, Brian Bolarier, Will Helms, Jennifer Anna, T.L. Munholland, Melissa Alvarez, Jake Bullock, Slay Bodies, Not Reindeer, ZeroFoxtrot.com, Matt Crawford, Jenna, Richard Dear Lord, Why Aren't These in Alphabetical Order, Deming, Brian Calls, Tim Drain, Michael Madrigal, Visit Mr. Suit Records in Lancaster, PA. Richard Howenstein, Bretton Frazier, or Fraser, Sean, Luke Fiziak, Karen Kilgariff, listen to my favorite murder. Karen. Shelby L., Nathan Basket, Gary Myron, Dylan Lahr, Phil Borrell, Edmund Dillon, The Black Magic Ninja, Scott, Pauline Sorrell, Daphne Kellogg, Tristan Avery, Hunk Masterson, Richard Iman, Matthew J. Brown, Julia Guire, Charity Ferguson, Hank from Dan Cakes, Nick Walther, Alexander Stein, Emily Marvel, John B. Watt, visit Zombie and Horror Crafts on Etsy, uh, Maury Benjamin, Nicholas Burns, Alex Nelson, Jeremy Cool, Too Fat to Skate, Alex Shipley, Sean Pinnock, Amanda Libson, Timothy Letso, Shane Nazarian. Hold on, I gotta take a sip here. Whew. A lot of Some people. Impressive list. <sighs> Daddy got his work juice. 
Smelly Bubbles. Samantha oh. Kiefer, I love you. Oh. Dave Bellinger, Hunter McDonald, Justin Bohager, Adam Bembenick, Manny Rios, Demonio Rubio, Brandon Gash, Jake Ferrote, Rob Lines, Jacob Barrett, Barrett, Jordan C., Maxwell Ashcroft, Ryan Kohler, Barb Allen, <clears throat> Rebecca Cohen, Chris Bowens, Mike Gibbons, Donye Joyce, Michael Dawson, Jennifer Smith, Connor Dennehy, Anthony J. Guajardo, Annie Johannesson, Timmy Kay, Megan Lybrand, Scott Blickensdurfer, Brett Wemmer, Tristan Carlson, Laura Sexton, Anthony Guajardo, Weston Thomas Veedhill, Jared Blair, Richie Verdugo, Chris Hooper, Emily Florence, our matriarch. Hello, Emily. We love you. Sean L., Dave Komarek, Abby Manuel, Kim D'Angelo, Jonathan Galat, Michael McBee, Stephanie Power, Diego Campos, Stefan Musau, Zoe Blazkovich, Aisley Kivensland, Dan McLeod, Lorenz Bunganiers, Alejandro Saldaga, oh, I'm sorry, Alejandro Salgado, Tracy Reddington, Sean Thomas, Amanda Alzamora, Jason Weibel, Mike Curry, Drew Spindler, Andrew Koval, 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 Sam Mitchell, Aaron Milanowski, Scott Nolan, Ben, Misty Zavar, Molly Russell's Wart, Wart, Dejanae Wilford, hello, Johnny Ferg, Michelle Gold, Danielle Dewar, Eric Lamora, Kevin Marcinek, Lawrence Anderson, Jared Smallridge, Will Potorf, Natalie Craig, Kyle Kinslin, the man whose name we cannot speak, Annie Babadook, Scott Patton, Kevin Stickers at PintServices.com, The Block Watch, Rage Last Name Sounds Asian, Michael Aiello, Reed Aesthetic, and Max Unrath. Folks, I can't think of a better way to end the new year with reading a list to the people we are most grateful to, uh, our fans. Uh, that is an overwhelming list of supporters, and whether you support on Patreon or not, we just love the fact that you support by listening. Uh, we thank you. We're, 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 we're touched, to say the least. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you in the new year. And we'll see you in hell.